0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to our Women in Leadership podcast series. It's Nicola Nelson here, head of the primary school, and I'm really excited about the person that I'm going to be talking to today. So today, our guest is Maybelline Wong, Maybelline is a dance teacher, choreographer, and she's done so much to do with dance and she's gonna to talk to us today about her journey. She's also the co-founder and creative director for Babel Dance, which is one of Malaysia's newest and really exciting dance academies. So she's gonna to talk to us a little bit about that later on as well. I met Maybelline um, by joining the gym that's really close to my condo when I came to KL. Um, and also through my husband, who has actually done some of the classes that Maybelline has choreographed, and um, Maybelline's also joined some of the workouts that have been happening over Zoom, and I've also joined some of her workouts as well that she's delivered over Zoom. So, Maybelline, welcome. Welcome along to our podcast recording. Really excited to talk to you today, uh, because I think you've got lots of really interesting and exciting messages to share with us. So, I'm going to start off just by asking you to kind of go right back to your childhood and I know that you originally didn't live in KL and you didn't live in Malaysia. So talk to us a little bit about when you were growing up and also then how you first got interested in dance.
1: First of all, hello. I'm very, very happy to be here. (laughs) And it's such a pleasure to to speak to you, uh, Nicola, about what I do. And um, yeah, let's start from like right from the start, my childhood. So I grew up, I was born in, in Johor Bahru In Malaysia and then my family moved over to Papua New Guinea when I was age two to seven years old and then they moved us back here for for education and then from then onwards and I was I was in Malaysia from then on um and uh your question was when did I first realize I I love dance was it um I didn't I didn't know much about dance when I was a kid because my parents were not uh they're not dancers or 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 someone who who is passionate about the arts. They were just kind of trying to to get by and to to you know to create to provide for me and my sister. So I think the first contact of me being blown away by dance was when I came back from Papua New Guinea and I went to church. And I saw the older girls dancing, and I was like, "Wow, that that looks beautiful, and that must feel great." So I was just admiring them, and was obviously not paying attention because that's all I had my eyes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my first contact of dance was that I was 12 years old, and and they were looking for uh, for performers for a Christmas con for a Christmas concert, and then I I can't remember whether I volunteered or then I was selected to to do it but either ways i that was my first contact 12 years old christmas concert yeah and from the first performance i knew i love it and i knew that's i knew i want to dance for the rest of my life
0: that's amazing that was good yeah and what did what did your parents think about that so you 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 got into dance you you found this thing that Mm -hmm. it was amazing and you said you know your parents you, you did you don't come from a background where you had that really had that creativity in your family so how did they what did they think about that the fact that you you know you'd found this passion
1: Um uh, my my dad was supportive throughout and he he was he kind of just he knew that i liked dancing and felt like i re- I, I really didn't like what I was studying so much so he was okay if you like dancing then just go for it and uh, you know don't waste our money just go dance. (laughs) Uh, My mom on the other hand uh, had more concerns about how would I sustain myself because uh, to to her it's a very short-lived career and uh, she she was worried for a good uh, a few years I think only when I because I started taking dance seriously when I was 21 and I believe she only started to understand uh how I view dance and and what dance is for me and what I could how how I can make myself something out of dance only I think when I was 20 24 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah after three four years of of just constantly uh I want to say proving myself but sharing with her, constantly just keeping her updated of what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, how does it feel, and then inviting her to my performances so she understands the the context of how, where, what I'm dancing. Uh, Yeah, Uh, after a few years, that that changed when she saw a dance video of me at a dance camp in, in Germany called UDC, and I was attending a class of this famous choreographer called Paris Global. And it was, it just got viral on YouTube and she saw it and she just called me and was in tears and, and apologized for for, uh, for being against me dancing. And she, I think that that, that moment I will remember forever because she said that she, she saw me just loving and being so passionate about it. And she would like to keep supporting me
0: yeah.
1: in something that I love so much.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing because I think some people ne- don't get that. You know, some people have that
1: standing
0: with their parents and they never get to that point where their parents really, really can understand it. So that's that's fantastic. And, and in, that is. in relation to your to your to your mum's view of what you were doing and, and perhaps your dad's as well. You, were there any kind of cultural or religious barriers to, you know, because you, you, you're a commercial dancer. You know, that, that's that's the main mm. kind of area that you work in. Yes. So how, how did they kind of cope with that, you know, culturally, religiously? Was there anything that, that had to be overcome there?
1: Uh, that was It was definitely a little bit tricky
0: at first
1: because coming from a Chinese uh, background and also, I mean, Chinese family and also being Christian. So there were definitely some... Uh, concerns my mom had about how I was portraying myself and Mm -hmm. how much or how little clothes I was wearing sometimes Uh, how how the audience would view me or how actually it's not really how the audience how more likely I mean with most Asian families how the other extended family would view me when they see the videos of me dancing so yes for sure it was challenging uh explaining to her that uh it um, that the, the commercial world or the entertainment world and how it's like which doesn't it doesn't uh, it doesn't equals to who I am as a person how I am on stage uh, so it, it, again it took many years of of explaining or showing but I was very 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 blessed to have her best friend which is kind of in between me and my mom's age, and she, for some reason, has always, even though we don't really speak, she has always been able to see where I'm coming from, so when I started teaching classes, especially that's catered to women, about exploring the, who we are as women, through movements, and, and whether that's sensual, or whether that's To me, it's sensual, to some, to other people, it's just uh, sexy movements. And where I'm coming from, she has always been able to see. And then she would explain to my mom how great it is that I have that confidence when I move and also just helping other women find that confidence. And she always go back to herself and say like, I wish I had your daughter's confidence when she was that age. And that would have changed my life and where I am today. And she always related back to like, it's it's she had so many insecurities as a young woman and still have it now that she find that if only she had a teacher like me or had a friend like me, then she would understand life in a different way and maybe approach life in a different way. And, and so I really owe it to her to, to, to explain it to my mom. Mm. And from then onwards, then, then yeah, it became a lot better and now, my mom gets it. She gets why I'm doing what I'm
0: doing. She has her
1: worries, but she gets it.
0: <laughs> no, that that's great. And and we'll talk a little bit more. You you referenced there about, you know, your your classes and your approaches about making women feel more confident. And, you know, it it's it's about
1: mm.
0: how how it makes the person that's dancing feel not what somebody else kind of thinks who's watching that dance it's more about what 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 you feel but we'll come to, we'll come on to that because exactly it's really interesting when I hear you talk about that just to take you back a little bit so you talked about growing up in Papua New Guinea sure. then how old were you when you came back to year? Mm.
1: I was seven years old
0: seven years old and then and then you, you talked about how mm. you found you kind of found dance when you were 12 and then that, that continued and talk mm. about your your breakthrough into um professional dancing so how did that happen how w- how old were you and what what happened how did that tell us the story of what happened
1: uh, sort of the first point of me so i moved up to to pj when i was 19 to, for college. And uh, then I started to go to to a regular gym instead of taking just regular gym dance classes. And it wasn't even like a proper dance class. Uh, But I would say that the breakthrough would be going for an audition by a local artist. Her name is Ms. Nina. And I completely owe my career to her uh, because that was a, a wonderful, amazing stepping stone as a dancer in Malaysia. At that point, she she was pushing her career as a pop artist and she had a group of choreographers, uh, dancers to perform with her. She was collaborating with international artists and um, um, to name a few would be Jay Park. She had it with uh, Flo Rider from the States um, and a a few more, which at the top of my head, I can't remember it. But uh, yeah, so she was pushing her career and the breakthrough would really be auditioning to get into a crew and, and, and being, and actually getting into it. Uh, And then I was with her for, I was doing, I was a backup dancer for her for three years, which, which, yeah, changed, changed my life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You traveled, where, where did you, where did that take you on your travels?
1: We traveled to Melbourne for her album launch. We, traveled to Korea to shoot a music video with Jay Park, a K-pop artist. Uh, we, I think, did we go to Singapore? We definitely went to Singapore as well. Yes, I think for internationally it would be this few countries. We also just travel a lot uh, in, in Malaysia to also to Sabah Sarawak and other states as well, but uh, yeah, that, that the journey was was incredible because I I feel like right now um, in in this current especially this current uh, scene or climate is it's just so hard for for artists to be able to to sustain themselves, let alone having a team behind them, and also not just the argue, but also realizing other other people's dreams, you know, so. Um, I was I was very lucky to also be on stages like uh, MTV World Stage. That was that was amazing. We also opened for artists like Justin Bieber. We opened for Pitbull. Um, we were on the same stage as 2NE1 as Backstreet Boys, um, and 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 a, a lot more different artists that came through. So that has also just show me the level of performance you know in, in in terms of international artists and and aspire to be on that level and not just like a Malaysia level you know so so yeah that was that was what that was a ride <laughs>
0: <laughs> incredible and, and yeah. you, must have, you must have learned so yeah. much from that as well you must have learned so so much from that experience Professionally, oh yeah, it must have been such a growing experience to, to do that at such a young age. Actually,
1: yeah, oh. yeah, um, it, it was great. I had great mentors and great teachers. Uh, shout out to my 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 teacher, my first hip hop teacher. His name is Marcus Tucker. He's from Philadelphia, so he was our choreographer for Ms. Nina, and he taught us so much. Not just on like as a stage performer, but also the culture of of what hip hop is and um, where he came from and how it is to 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 be in a crew and how to look out for each other uh, yeah and then just having some of my my dance seniors uh, female dance seniors to also teach me how to perform as a, as a female performer um, yeah and just being just being around other artists whether it's it's on stage or off stage, just learning how to deal with, not just as an artist, but how to deal with people. Uh, Watching Ms. Nina's manager, uh, Yanis, uh, shout out to Yanis, um, she, the way she deal with people or taking care of artists, that has taught me so much. (laughs) And and that has translated into me helping to build other talents and other dancers right now. So that was an incredible two years of my life,
0: yeah. Sounds amazing. Sounds fantastic. Mm. And so, so how long did you do that for? How long did that that period of your life go on for? That was about three years. About three years. And then, where mm. where did the so so um, where did Babel come into that then? Where where did the the kind of the transition into to kind of a more teaching role, which is what you do mm. a, a lot of teaching now. In fact, you lead, You know, you you set up Babel Dance. So talk to us about how that mm-hmm. happened.
1: Right. So I was a backup dancer for Miss Nina for the first three years of my career. I was uh, between 21 to 24. And that time I was already teaching, but just teaching maybe one or two classes. And uh, after, after she stopped her career, I continued to teach for maybe about four years or so. Yes. Until... And then I had a student uh, who then linked me up with, uh, with Boon, with the owner of Babel and explained to me like what the vision of Babel is and asked if I would like to be part of it. And initially I was very reluctant because going com- coming from a where I started going to classes, which was gym dance classes. And uh, back then I had this, huge eagle is like i'm not gonna go back to to teach in a gym because they're not serious about dance and i want to only teach in dance studios because i'm a dancer you know <laughs> so so when when boon came to me i actually didn't want to meet him which would have been completely silly for me to do uh yeah but after listening to it and then of course having uh, my my mentor Um, who was managing me, still is, to to this next end, uh, Adam Matthews. So he then told me like, hey, you've been freelancing for so long, for seven years now. Why don't just take a chance with, with Babel and see how it would be like for you if you were to have a base? So meaning you're not teaching in different studios anymore. Just have one base and build. And I was like, oh, okay, you're right. I mean, I've been doing this for a while. So let's see where this takes me. So... Uh, so yeah, so I started that with Babel in 2017, end of 2017. I started with Babel. Oh, that's yeah.
0: Wow. So Babel for so for mm. people listening to this podcast who don't know Babel gym, there are two Babel gyms: There's one in KLCC, one in TTDI. Um, and I think originally you you were teaching at both. You so you were at both outlets. Um, and mm-hmm. so talk to talk to me about. So you actually created the different classes, didn't you? So so there are classes called mm. like Thang, which I have yeah. done a couple of times, not with you actually, with Yay. You, And it's, and Donna, it's yeah. God, yeah. And you you can you created those classes. Um, so yes. Talk to me about what was the what was the idea behind those those classes, and what were you what were you hoping that people would gain from the experience of doing those classes?
1: Mm, Okay,
0: Uh, I have quite
1: a few classes right now, different, but I'm going to maybe touch on a few. Uh, So when I first started, I started, actually, I started Grind. So Grind is a heels-based choreography class that I actually started even before I joined Babel and grind because um two things grind because of the body roll like you're literally grinding cuz i love my body rolls um it's essential movement that i i, I love to use all the time and then another reason is also because it's on my i teach it on monday so it's, to me it's like a monday grind you know like you start your you start strong like you know you start a week so i didn't know that so that's the first really class yeah. that i ah yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that was one of the reasons it made sense yeah. um yeah so that class is, is we, we teach it in heels but it's it's not compulsory to be in heels the idea is really to 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 find your own expression and and be comfortable in your own skin dancing whether it's sensual whether it's powerful whether it's sassy it's it's just being comfortable doing any of those and being those. So that's my the class that I was pushing when I first started. Another one is Choreography by Mayhem. So that class is essentially a choreography class that you would typically see maybe on YouTube or on Instagram of how dancers would just do classes or choreograph classes. So choreography essentially is just designing a, a series of movement to a specific song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, that one, the reason why Paragraphy Like Mayhem is because I was hoping eventually I will have a team of, of my, my girls. And before I joined Babel, I, have, I was kind of, I wouldn't say training, but students that come through to my class, that whether we perform or we do things together, we're called Team Mayhem. So I was hoping that eventually these girls would become teachers one day. And, and also like you know to teach with me um, which is happening right now after a couple of years which I'm very happy about uh yeah so so that's choreography by mayhem that's more intermediate for 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 dance students who really want to get into it and then the last class that I absolutely love teaching is Groove Thing. is the one that that Nicola you've been to and that is the really just a party spirit it's it's the spirit of partying I take inspirations from uh, from very basic uh, hip-hop party moves that my teacher taught me, Marcus, and and just turning into a party. I just repeat it over and over again. The key to that class is the playlist. The playlist has to be bomb and fire as hell. And it really also attracts people maybe of my age. <laughs> I'm 33 this year. And uh, people who loves R&B, who loves early 2000s R&B, hip-hop, and um, sometimes I go a little bit into soul, into disco, and and just really have a great time dancing without the stress of remembering steps because I repeat it so often. Even if you forget, you can just jump into it whenever.
0: So yeah, those are the three classes I started with. And Groovang is super fun, and and you know I you know you mentioned. Mm-hmm. That you're 33 this year and the music, but the oh, I've, the age range of the people that I've seen going to the class. I mean, I'm mm. I'm 50 this year. I've seen a lady going who's quite a bit older than me. I've seen yeah. and lots of guys as well. Well, maybe not lots. Yeah, but I've seen guys doing the class. Yes, yeah. It, it's for anybody, and it's such a great. That's
1: place. true. It's
0: fun and and it, you yeah. don't have to be perfect. You don't have to get the steps exactly right. It's just a laugh. Mm-hmm. Just and like you say, great yeah. music. And, and that yeah. brings me on to, you know, we touched on earlier about, um, you know, dancing and your approach to it being about the way that it makes you feel, not the way mm-hmm. that it makes you look. And, and mm-hmm. I wanted to just explore that a little bit more with you, because I think often, you know, women as women um, and men, actually, we we can sometimes care a little bit too much about wh- how we look <laughs> instead of just relaxing and enjoying what we're mm. doing. And I think perhaps yeah. brands can sometimes be like that and people can sometimes think, well, I can't do that because I don't look a certain way. But actually your approach to it, mm-hmm. anybody can do it. And it's about how it makes you feel and how it empowers you.
1: That's true. Yes, that's absolutely true. So uh, yeah, I, I I've, I've, realized that I, I have this, um, I had this chance to to do this for myself and for other women or or men actually I've I've had different people come through my class Um, and it really actually started from this session I did with uh, with my friends and it's it's quite a controversial name Uh, it's floor sessions Mm -hmm. and it started as a joke when we were uh, out drinking and a little bit uh well tipsy and my friend was telling me Maybe, hey I want to learn this move that you know you're in the heels and you you know you you just like do this movement like the flaws like, oh that's super easy I can teach you that and then with the next thing we know we just gather a bunch of our friends and and uh just had a session together and because that class or that session really is all my friends and we're women from just all sorts of sizes uh and we were all just having a great time Dancing, you know, and it was, and I remember actually the first session, we went to one of our friends' uh, condo, and there was no, it was just like a, a a function room, so there was no mirrors, and I was just there to just guide the movements and and help them with it, and and we just had a great time just moving, and I really think that first session without the mirror probably helped, yeah, because we you know, because they couldn't really check themselves, yeah. uh, and see themselves, so it was more of just trusting your body, and how you feel, and and moving, yeah. you know, and, and just presenting yourself in, in the way you want to present, and, and yeah, I think that that first session, whether it's the time of, this was probably maybe four years ago it was a time where women empowerment was it was a big thing yeah. uh, so it was a time time it was super timely and I had my friends are all different shapes and sizes different races so that was super empowering for for girls from of different sizes to feel that way too and um, the name the name of the session is just so unapologetic <laughs> so so that properly started a movement which I had no idea was going to turn out to be and and then it kind of overflowed into my classes and into the, the teacher that I am today because I find so I find it so fulfilling to be able to to facilitate a safe space for women to to be themselves or to find different versions of themselves that they've never had a chance to discover yeah i'm not sure what i answered your question <laughs>
0: yeah no it's brilliant i did okay okay cool cool fantastic yeah and I love that I absolutely love love that that's your approach and that's what you want to do and I think there's so much um so much that you can do as you know for, for women of all ages actually but I think mm. it's for younger women as well um mm. who, you know can tend to get a little bit caught up in having to look a certain way having to be mm. a certain weight having to you know be this this person and, and and I love the fact that you're you're encouraging people to actually just be themselves and be comfortable in the skin that you're in and yes. not comparing yourself to anybody else but actually focusing yes, on for yes for sure feel, which is boring. yeah I think
1: there's there's one more point that I really like to point out it's really also the the students and the participants in class so it's not just really about me facilitating but if I have a group of students, or even just one, to be honest, that is free and is, is just not um, not putting so much judgment on, on himself or herself, and is able to just express uh, fully and freely, that really, really, really inspires people around them to do the same. Because then they look at that person and go like, Wow like whether whether it's a guy or a girl like to, to be able to let go and and human beings we can sense it we can sense whether it comes from a genuine place and seeing that person let go always 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 creates this ripple effect of you then see other people starting to let go because they feel like they're they, they're able to or they're allowed to so it's so important people sometimes think that it's it's how good the teacher is but it's it's not really it's 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 how the safe space is not created by just me alone it's by people who come into it who also open up themselves and that will allow other people to also give themselves that that um, permission to do so yeah yeah. Yeah. so I always tell my my students that like the way they are in class directly affects people around them whatever you do really as a human being it, it directly does and 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 it's it's more than you think. The way you can contribute is just more than you think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I completely mm. agree. Um, it's so inspiring. And as you say, not just in in a class, but you can translate that, can't you, to anything in life. So so mm. seeing somebody who's really passionate and really believes in what in what they're doing and isn't afraid to say it and just throw yes. themselves into something. People have no idea how inspiring that is, and and yes. I say to people, you are a role model, even if you don't realize it, even if you don't know it, you're a role model for somebody, somebody, and people are watching you, and it's really important to know that. So I, I absolutely, love I love that message. It's amazing. Mm. Talk, talk to me about yes. about where you are now. So so you've it's quite exciting. So Babel Dance has now moved mm. into a new home into a new yes. studio and you've got a team and you just mentioned um, a couple of minutes ago about how one of your aims and, and one of your visions was to to train people, to kind of train mm-hmm. up the, the people that were in your choreography glasses so that they could actually join you and actually be teachers. Mm-hmm. And now, yes. after a couple of years, that's starting to happen for you. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, that's
1: absolutely exciting. I think where I'm at now uh, is really to develop others and develop other dancers um, to, to kind of find their, their thing as a teacher or as a dancer. And right now I have, uh, my, my teaching team has expanded to four of us and uh, yeah, it's, it's been very exciting to, to have also new energies in the teaching team. Um, some of them, actually all of them has been with me or taking my classes for maybe at least three to four years. So so seeing that coming coming like coming together right now is it, exciting. So yes, that's where we're at right now. We have a new studio, which is also it's very near Menara Ken. It's very near Bebel We just started operating maybe only about two two months or slightly less. And um, right now it's just a four of us. But I am also we have plans to to expand the teaching team. Uh, but yeah. So so right now that's that my focus for Babel Dance is to 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 develop Studio B uh, a dance studio and um, yeah right now as well of course with with where we're at but with MCO is also to diversify the business to not just a physical class mm-hmm. yeah where can I go or where can I bring this team with whether is it like, do I go online or do I also slowly venture into maybe managing talents or helping other dancers to, to deal with clients? I don't know, yet, but, but basically it's, it's just, that's something that I have to think about, diversifying the business. Yeah, uh, yeah so so right now where I'm at is, is that. Um, it's
0: exciting. But I think,
1: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm still kind of finding my way, to be honest, because I am a very, very new business owner, very new entrepreneur. So, so right now it's really finding my footing mm. between being, a, being an entrepreneur and being a, a creative. Mm. Yeah, so that's where I'm at right now.
0: <laughs> so it's, it's, that, it's that balance, isn't it? It's that transition into yeah, being the creative and, and being the, the teacher and being the leader of your team and, and we yeah when we met before and and yeah just stepping into that leadership role which is quite different mm.
1: oh it absolutely is it's I think that the biggest challenge I have is self-doubt mm-hmm. like I, I doubt uh, uh, my decisions or the direction I'm going or the way I'm approaching this issue or whether The solution is the right one as i the self-doubt is my main challenge right now uh yeah so i think self-doubt and like you said like balancing the two because uh, yeah like just being a leader or, or 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 trying to to manage a business is completely different from being a creative and me horrible and multitasking is like even more harder challenge uh, so so I'm learning to manage my time and manage like the different hats that I wear and to fully focus I think the key is also to focus or to immerse myself in it and shut off the other side if yeah. I have to yeah. yeah
0: it's a challenge and mm-hmm. the self-doubt piece I think you know i think everybody goes through that and it never really goes away you just kind mm. of learn that um yeah you just you just have to make the best decision at the time and and you learn mm. the mistakes that you make and i think everybody goes through that yeah it's all a big learning experience and you mentioned there about the mco and and kind of needing to think about diversifying and would you say that mm-hmm. the the MCO and the various you know experiences that we've all had would you say it's presented opportunities as well as challenges obviously along the way for you
1: Mm, yeah big time for sure I I feel like uh especially last year when it first started we instantly just took it online and we started with like like all the other studios and and um gyms of giving free classes just online classes just to get the community and bring people together. And uh, that was a great, great experience of doing that. And then from then on, we're like, okay, how can we uh, learn to also monetize it? Because I mean, we all also need to survive. And uh, so that was a learning experience to bring it online. And that, for sure, I would not even think about it if MCO didn't happen. It's just not, not a realm that I wanted to explore. Uh, and then upon exploring that, I'm like, okay, actually we can do this. And then now then thinking of, okay, then how do I also be able to to relate this brand, not just to dances, but also to just to corporate companies, people who who want to sweat, you know, or, or just dance for, for the fun of it, you know. And if everyone's stuck at home working, then that's pretty horrible situation to be in, how do, how, you know, how, how can we bring our services to, to corporate companies? So, so, yeah, I think the lockdown has, has presented a lot of challenges, but it has really challenged me and my team to, to present ourselves in different ways. And I'm very, very proud and happy and thankful for my team uh, and my mentors to, to help kind of, not like pivot the way we, we run things, and so always really, like you said, I look at things as an opportunity. How can we how can we make this work? Okay, everyone's on their phone. How can we get everyone to, to dance? So then we, I think last year we started this hashtag called Babel Dance Homework, where it's this one easy, simple move, and then we get... our friends to tag each other to to do it and then pass it on to someone else and it's it's really simple thing really to just keep just keep the joy of of movement you know and dance and and music and just keep people moving so that was that was very it was very rewarding Yeah. yeah and and right now I feel like whatever we did last year has uh, we're reaping what we're sowing uh from last year because we did not me and my team did not stop at all throughout the entire MCO last year. And right now brands are looking at it as like, okay, they did this and this. So how can we also engage them to to maybe do a virtual class for a a, a product launch, you know? So uh it's it's been great, it's it's been challenging, but but it's been rewarding. Yeah
0: that's great hmm. maybe we, we we have um so at garden we have well-being sessions for our staff maybe we should get mm-hmm. you, your team to do a virtual well-being session with us where you could
1: oh we would love to yeah, yeah we would definitely love to yeah.
0: let's do that yeah let's let's go yeah. yeah good yeah we'll okay. set it up cool so we're nearly at the end of our chat but just just before we finish um talk to me about what was the future hold where where next what what are your what are your kind of your aims your your ambitions for the next few years where do you want to take things next with the with the studio with your team where where do you think you're heading next
1: mm, i think my, my vision for babel dance since day one has has remained the same it's really it's simple it's, it's making dance accessible to to people so really bring being able to bring dance to to everyone and um, secondly, to create, a, a, still the same, to create a safe space for, for not just women, um, but just people in general to, to be able to express mm-hmm. and to thrive, mm-hmm. whether you're, you're a dance teacher or you are someone who loves dance or someone who loves music. Yeah, so right, that, that is my vision for Babel Dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for Studio B is to to just create maybe different classes and have different teachers to come in to teach so that the students are also to be able to experience different dance styles and different approaches to dance. Uh, yeah, those those are my Amazing. those are my vision for now, yeah. which I'm excited about
0: just that joy that you bring into people's lives I think it's it's fantastic it's amazing it's such oh, a thank you. Thing for people to have in their lives especially when you know a lot of people as we know have been through a lot of challenges in, in the last year mm. it's such a pure thing to just have that that joy of dancing um, and I'm speaking as a complete non-dancer you know but I am a musician mm. so Oh, nice kind of creative um yes amazing so absolutely fantastic and if people want to come to your classes how can they find mm. out where, where can they find out about your classes so you can find
1: our classes on our website fable.dance and also our instagram account which is at fable.dance as well so either website or instagram Excellent. you can find us there and just email us or, or dm us if you have any questions uh, yeah, so, uh, but I am aware of our dance, our IG account is a lot more of the intermediate dance videos. um But we definitely do have classes that's more for beginners. Uh, yeah, so if you, you have any questions, just text us. We would love to, to answer. i love to dance with you. Brilliant. Another thing, actually, I do want to highlight that I really want to bring back is the park sessions. We used to do that last year once it opened up. And I really enjoyed doing that, uh, just being outdoor, you know, and then, uh, and th- those are beginner classes that, that um, whether it's tank, I do tank over there, or another class is called Rise and Grind, which is a guided movement. There's a little bit of breathing at the start and intention setting, but it's, it's just a great, great class to be outdoors and doing. And yeah, I would definitely love to do that after this lockdown is over um, with your team as yeah. well amazing and um yeah and just dance you know and just feel good dancing without the stress of 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 the world or the steps
0: yeah yeah fantastic yeah so if people want yeah. to find out about those classes and they want to do that and, and as you say once the lockdown's over getting outside again and doing the the mm-hmm. sessions outside they just need to come to your website or the instagram um yes find out and they can email you brilliant Thank you so much, Madeline. It's been brilliant to talk to you, really enjoyed it. Really inspiring. Um, absolutely love talking to you about um, empowerment and you know the joy of dance and, and dance, making people just feel good about themselves. I think it's so inspiring. And I think you are so inspiring as well too. Well,
1: thank you, likewise.
0: To women just of all ages and to men, actually. I think you're, you're a really inspiring mm-hmm. individual and I don't think you realize how inspiring you are. So thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you, thank you so much for having me. No, you're welcome.
0: Thank you for listening, everybody. Um, and we will see you soon. We'll, or you'll hear us soon with our with our next podcast in our series, which will be coming up soon. Take care. Over and out.
1: Take care.